What is going on, movie lovers? Welcome back to another edition of No Content for Old Men. This is the podcast where every week I give you reviews of the latest movies and some streaming suggestions for your weekend. As always, I'm your host, Matt Craig. Thank you so much for listening. This week, it's a supersized edition of No Content for Old Men because we have lots and lots to talk about. We are going to be doing a full breakdown of the 2021 movie season which gets kicked off on october 1st i could not be more excited we're going to preview 20 movies give you teases for 20 movies uh, that will be coming out between now and the end of the year and all that on top of the usual programming something new something old and something to stream so yeah strap in for what is uh, going to be a long and hopefully very informative uh yeah, uh, episode for you guys. Thanks, as always, for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing the word with friends. Um, you can get in contact with me at Mr. Matt Craig on Twitter or through my newsletter at mattcraig.substack.com and let me know which of these movies you are most excited to see. Until then, let's jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to movie season. All year, the cinephiles like myself wade through the winter horror junk and the spring rom-coms and the summer action movies and the evergreen superhero mumbo-jumbo, and we do it gladly to reach the glory of the last three months of the calendar. That's when all the good movies, or at least the ones that populate the best-of-the-year lists, all get released. Of course, movie season was one more cruel casualty of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, most studios held onto their prized possessions last year, and the awards conversation got dominated by streamers, leaving myself and many others to call it a pretty weak movie year. Which means this year is, in some ways, cramming two seasons worth of entries into the same time frame. I jotted down a quick list of movies I was super excited to watch the rest of the year, and before I knew it, I had a list of 20 movies. There are 16 box office weekends left in the year, and two of those you can scratch out because nothing on my list comes out until October. So, 14 weeks, 20 movies. This seasonal setup really sucks for you, Mr. Average Joe Moviegoer. You might only go to the movies you know, every once in a while, and now there's four or five movies in theaters at the same time you might like, all coming out around the same time you're traveling and busy with the holidays. But... Your inconsistent attendance to these types of movies throughout the last 20 years forced the movie distributors to change their tactics and serve awards voters directly, hoping to be fresh on their minds as they fill out their ballots. Then, with any luck, they can slingshot the awards nominations and wins back into commercial appeal. Because if you're only going to go see one or two of these movies, you figure you might as well let them fight it out to see which is best before you commit. Well, here's my challenge to you. Can you watch five of the 20 movies I have listed here? This is my 2021 movie season rubric. We're going to go in order of dates here. Uh, so this is from October 1st to the end of the year. Well, let's just, yeah, let's just run them off. October 1st, and it's coming out in theaters and same day on HBO Max. It's The Many Saints of Newark. It's a, a big budget prequel to The Sopranos, uh, an amazing show that I admit that I haven't watched, but they went out and got the premium Italian mob repertory theater troupe, Ray Liotta, Joan, John Bernthal, Corey Stoll, Alessandro Nivola, plus they got Leslie Odom Jr. and James Gandolfini's son, Michael, 
to play a young Tony Soprano with a screenplay from showrunner David Chase. So I have high hopes. Next week, October 8th, it's no time to die. Other than the fact that this movie clocks in at a ridiculous 2 hours and 43 minutes, I couldn't possibly be more excited for the last ride of the best James Bond ever. That's right, I said it. Daniel Craig. With a stacked cast behind him and a talented director like Cary Fukunaga, who directed True Detective Season 1. All that coming October 8th. The next week, it's The Last Duel, October 15th. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck co-wrote their first screenplay together since Goodwill Hunting, a medieval drama they'll star in along with Adam Driver and Jodie Comer. What a foursome. And you're telling me it's directed by Ridley Scott? Yeah, I'm in. The week after that, it's a triple. <laughs> we got Dune, same day on HBO Max. Now, Warner Media is betting basically their entire company on Denis Villeneuve's sci-fi epic, pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into what they hope will be, what they need to be, a franchise sensation. The cast is crazy deep. The giant action sequences look bonkers, and the story is basically Star Wars, (laughs) but Villeneuve's track record is fantastic, so I trust him to pull it off. That same day, The French Dispatch Dispatch comes out, October 22nd. Now, very few filmmakers have as recognizable a style as Wes Anderson. He did The Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom. So yes, at this point, I think you know whether you would like a Wes Anderson movie or not. He's one of my favorite directors, and this anthology-style movie is inspired by a New Yorker-style magazine set in Paris. So, needless to say, this movie was made for me. That same day, October 22nd, is The Last Night in Soho, and to be honest, this might be the movie I'm most excited about on this list. It's the best trailer of the year, hands down. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Edgar Wright's kinetic-style filmmaking. He did you know, Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And I'm anxious to see how that translates into this dark, noirish, horrorish thriller set under the neon lights of 1960s London. So that's it for October. In November, Fast and Furious, here we go. The Harder They Fall on Netflix, November 3rd. Here's the cast. Regina King, Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield, and Delroy Lindo. This all-black Western is going to be iconic, no matter how good it turns out to be. But I'll tell you what, it looks pretty darn good. Another awesome trailer. Two days later, Spencer, November 5th. The tabloid industry will likely make it impossible for you not to consider this Princess Diana biopic starring Kristen Stewart. The casting, Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana, it seemed odd at first, but when this movie debuted at festivals, Everyone was saying she's a favorite to win Best Actress. Week later, Belfast comes out on November 12th. And people are calling Belfast Kenneth Branagh's version of Roma, if you guys remember that from a couple years ago on Netflix. Um, This is a movie about his parents, set in Ireland during the Troubles in the late 1960s. It's a small movie. It's set to be a critical darling, and it's starring Fifty Shades alumna Jamie Dornan. Next week is Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix, November 19th. Tick, Tick, Boom, you know, is... (laughs) Here we go. The creator of Broadway smash hit Rent wrote this new musical, which is also Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut and stars Andrew Garfield, Vanessa Hudgens, Bradley Whitford, and... Okay, say no more. Shut up and take my money. Lin-Manuel's directorial debut? Yeah, 
I'm in. That same day in theaters, November 19th, uh, is when King Richard comes out. Now, the early buzz on this movie is that it's a crowd pleaser and that Will Smith should be a strong contender for best actor as Richard Williams, father of Venus and Serena. So I think a lot of people are going to see this movie. Moving on to another big date on the calendar, November 26th. That is when two movies come out here. House of Gucci, uh, which is Ridley Scott's other entry on this list, and is definitely taking the most ambitious swing of the season. Adam Driver and Lady Gaga co-star with some interesting accents in this high-stakes drama that will either be one of the best movies of the decade or a total disaster. I'm not sure which. The other one that comes out on that day is Licorice Pizza. At least, I think that's what we're calling it. Uh, you may remember I stumbled upon the shooting loca- one of the shooting locations for this movie, and I got a, a paparazzi-style view of Paul Thomas Anderson working with Bradley Cooper decked out in an all-white 1970s-style leisure suit. Back then, they were calling it Soggy Bottom, which I think a lot of us thought there's no way that that will be the name of the movie. And in fact, now we think it's going to be called Licorice Pizza, uh, but no one really knows. Not too many details are known about this movie. Uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah. But here's the thing. PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, is one of the greatest filmmakers of the 21st century, so the lowest this movie could be is like an 8 out of 10. I'm very excited for it. On to December. Here we go. The Power of the Dog on Netflix, December 1st. Uh, I didn't know this movie existed until a few weeks ago when it made a huge splash on the film festival circuit and got people saying Benedict Cumberbatch is a favorite to win the Oscar for Best Actor for his work in this movie. It's a a Western from underappreciated master Jane Campion. And again, I I don't know too much about it, but uh, excited for that one. December 10th is West Side Story. I still have my questions about why we needed to remake a movie that won 10 Oscars, 10, 10 Oscars, (laughs) but I'm not going to pretend to doubt Steven Spielberg. He'll find a way to make this great. The week after that, uh, December 17th is Nightmare Alley. The only thing we've gotten from this movie are still frames, but this is Guillermo del Toro's first movie since the best picture winning The Shape of Water, and he signed up Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe, Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, and Mary Steenburgen. And honestly, that's enough for me. He's one of the greats. December 22nd, a few days after that, is The Matrix Revolutions. Or excuse me, that was the third one that really sucked. The Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> Everybody went crazy for the trailer, including me. Uh, we got the old cast back, of course, Keanu Reeves, plus uh, some great additions. Yahya Abdul-Mateen is like a young Morpheus. Jonathan Groff is an Agent Smith, maybe. Neil Patrick Harris is in there. Uh, it's for, it's going to be some kind of prequel sequel thing. That's probably not going to be awesome, but we're all going to love it anyway. No doubt. All right. End of the year, December 24th is don't look up. And I I talked about this movie last week in the newsletter and I'm sticking with it. It my my claim that it's the greatest movie cast ever assembled. Uh, it's going to be a climate change satire. Uh, directed by Adam McKay, and I, even though even though I listed it last week, I I, I want to tell you guys the the cast. So hold on, let me let me read this to you: Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett, <laughs> Matthew Perry from Friends, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Mark Rylance, who's an Oscar winner, Kid Cudi, uh, Tyler Perry, 
and Himesh Patel. I mean, just it, it, it's the best cast ever, I think, in a movie. And our last two movies here, uh, these movies don't have release dates, so these are to be announced, but they're supposed to come out by the end of this year. The first is Tragedy of Macbeth. No release date, no trailers or stills, or really any other details about this movie, but here's all you need to know. Denzel Washington is Macbeth. Francis McDormand is Lady Macbeth. Brendan Gleeson is King Duncan. And Corey Hawkins is Macduff. And, drumroll, please, uh, directing is Joel Cohen. For the first time without his brother Ethan. I can't wait. And our our last, our final 20 out of 20 uh, movie also to be announced is Come On, Come On. At least this undated release has a trailer out, which you can view at my newsletter, mattcraig.substack.com. It's Joaquin Phoenix, fresh off his Oscar win, playing the exact opposite of the Joker, an empathetic radio journalist, think like an Ira Glass, who becomes a surrogate father to a young boy. It looks like the type of movie that might involve a happy, a good happy cry or two. Woo, thanks for sticking with me there uh, through that long list. Now is time for what we do every week. Something new, something old, and something to stream. This week, something new is on Apple TV+. Plus. It's Come From Away. I got the tip from my friend and this newsletter's Broadway correspondent, Will, who is actually going to be coming in handy here. As you saw, there were a lot of musicals still to come this year. But uh, he gave me the tip that Apple put up a film production of this Broadway hit, Come From Away, shot in the cinematic style that Hamilton made popular last year rather than just fixed cameras on the stage. Its ambition is quite a bit lower than Hamilton, which no shame there, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, It's about a small town in Newfoundland that took in over 7,000 stranded air passengers when the American airspace closed in the days after the 9-11 attacks. The show is fun and really clever writing and has a small cast jumping back and forth between multiple roles to great comedic effect. It's focusing on the Good Samaritan acts of the town's citizens rather than choosing to focus on the tragedies of those days. And with no intermission, the show comes in under two hours, less than a lot of movies. So why not give it a try? All right, this week's something old. I guess I just can't resist lists this week, but it's Clint Eastwood movies, uh, which can be found on all streaming services. Clint Eastwood is 91 years old, and he has a new movie opening this weekend called Cry Macho, in which he directs, he stars, he rides a horse, and at one point he punches a guy. Again, 91. He starred in over 60 movies, and he's directed almost 40, so you can find his work scattered all over every streaming service. I wanted to just let you know where you can find the absolute classics in case you haven't seen them. On Netflix is The Outlaw Josie Wales. On Amazon Prime, try either A Fistful of Dollars or Escape from Alcatraz. Hulu has Once Upon a Time in the West. And HBO Max has the biggest library, which makes sense considering they are the ones distributing his next project, Cry Macho, uh, this, the, this upcoming project. But on HBO Max, you can find Dirty Harry, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and perhaps my personal favorite, Unforgiven. If you like shoot 'em up westerns, you pretty much can't go wrong with any of the movies on this list.
All right, something to stream this weekend, and, and I'm a little bit bummed that I'm burying it this deep in a longer show, but it's called Untold Breaking Point. The Malice in the Palace documentary got all the buzz in the Untold series, but this entire Untold sports documentary series is turning out to be fantastic. In particular, this entry about tennis player Marty Fish might be the greatest document of athlete mental health struggle ever. Nothing but respect for Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, but they stand on the shoulders of a giant in Fish, who transformed himself from a happy-go-lucky mediocre pro into a ruthless top 10 player in the world, and in the process developed a severe anxiety disorder. This documentary is required viewing for anyone who has ever sacrificed to pursue a goal obsessively because it grapples with both the price of greatness and its payoff. Is it worth it? Seriously. This was the type of documentary I just wanted to have conversations about afterwards, which honestly is the ultimate endorsement. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for sticking with me. I hope uh, you got excited about some of the movies on that list. Again, five. Can you watch five? I think if you hit any five of those 20, I think you're going to be very, very happy um, with this movie year. This could be a really special movie year. I guess these movies have to come out and they actually have to be good. But um, I'm very, very excited for the next few months. Thank you, as always, for listening. Um, Again, which movie are you most excited about? Let me know on Twitter at Mr. Matt Craig or through the newsletter at mattcraig.substack.com. I've been really, I've been excited uh, that the newsletter and this podcast has been growing a little bit. Um, so I appreciate you guys for that uh, and for and for spreading the word because this is this is my time to shine. <laughs> this is the time of year where uh, hopefully I can do my best work as as the best work comes to the big screens. But. Until then, until next week, maybe we'll be talking Cry Macho if I can see that movie. Um, Until then, I guess I'll see you at the movies.